This is the playground where the players play. And as usual with all my honored guests, I'm so honored to have Maxie B, one of the original Mary Jane girls. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking time. You're um, Thanks for having and, me. So let's 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 start like with with your beginning. First of all, uh, are you originally from from where? I'm, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, Steeler yeah. country. Yes, my father worked in the steel mill for 36 years in thermocouple. Awesome. Um, and my mother uh, was, you know, the Betty Crocker mom and housewife and all of that. Uh, okay. Started out as a junior Olympic swimmer and diver. And, and uh, oh, wow. You know, yeah, our coach died later later on in life. And um, mm -hmm. she, she didn't pursue that, but was a swimsuit model. That's where I get my great legs from. Is from my wow. Mom. Okay. But, you know, my mom was a great, you know, homemaker and mom and, you know, uh, back in the 50s and 60s, you know, we valued that having that mm -hmm. mom at home, you know, it's a different world today gotcha. and you know, kids miss out. So, um, you know, grew up in, a, I'm, I'm a project girl from the East Coast. I'm uh, born and raised very near, um, it's a three city uh, merged city right now, mm -hmm. called Valley, but it was Homestead, Monhall, West Homestead and uh, Homestead is a you know, the African-American community, you may remember, is the home of the first Negro baseball team, the Homestead Braves. Mm -hmm. uh, also home to greats like George Benson and Phyllis Hyman's and great athletes. I grew up with Tony Dorsett's and Danny Marino's and, and things like that. My first job at a high school, I was secretary for an agent for the athletes for Pitt, Penn State, um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, etc. So that was very exciting there, but I knew show business was always my thing. And ever since I was little, you know, I knew, you know, I, I grew up in a, a melting pot. Pittsburgh was a melting pot of uh, just about every culture, everything that came off the boats. I mean, you're, you had your Irish, your German, your Polish, African-American. Um, we were all mixed in one and um, a very friendly state you know mm -hmm. if you look at the license plates in pennsylvania it's the friendliest state in the united states right. and we're very neighborly in that and mm -hmm. when i came to la it was a lot different a culture shock but um yeah i grew up i grew up as a project girl and you know um didn't me, have a lot of money didn't have a lot of money to you know take lessons and not someone pretty much a self-taught performer and uh mm -hmm. took my natural talents and then enhanced them with my own learning yeah. you know and let me ask you, as far as, far as like your singing and everything, especially uh, during your early childhood, was uh -huh. that was that discovered then, or did you know that then, like in your early childhood, oh, or I, did that come later? Oh yeah, I constantly was a radio girl. My dad was like listened to Creedence Clearwater. My mother listened to country music, but we had a wonderful radio station there called Whammo, W A M O, which mm -hmm. was uh, our greatest R and B station. But it played a little bit of everything, so we got, I got a little bit of all the mu music and cultures, but. Um, I always saw myself going to Broadway, uh, dancing and singing, um, doing theater arts. I always wanted to take lessons, but you know, my mom and dad, we don't have money to push you like that. And, you know, I, I never let it stop me. You know, I would turn on the radio. I practiced at home. Um, and oh, my, okay. in my backyard of my projects, it's a small little yard and I had a screen door and had the glass on the screen door and that became my dance studio many summer days. You know, I would send it back with, you know, putting on smiling faces and, you know, all the girls that do imitate all the, you know, imitate all of the um, different bands and choreography and sing along. And mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. singing, you know, Tanya Tucker with my mother and we're doing the bump, doing the dishes. And, you know, yes. we're a very active music, you know, music orientated family. My mm -hmm. grandfather actually 
was Yugoslavian and he played uh, many string instruments. And I found out later in life that he played in a Spaniard band and they traveled all over Europe. So, oh, wow. my, and my mother, my grandmother was a Piri Como dancer. So I guess it was in my blood from way back then, you know, uh -huh. um, music. Uh, my dad wasn't as musical, he liked listening to it, but okay. you know, my mother and I, we, we, we would cut up a rug in the house, you know, mm -hmm. our cleaning day and turn on the music or whatever. But I remember many days my mom getting in that Studebaker and driving us in the cold winter. Studebaker. Yeah, my mother had the old Studebaker that never would start in. With with the wood on the side and all yes, that? Yes, oh my god. <laughs> they had it in the houses too back then. I was Lord, what were people thinking putting wood on the walls? Uh -huh, uh -huh. But um but, so uh, you, you said your your dad. So as you're growing up and everything, your dad like more he appreciated. It, so he didn't stop you from like you know. No, no. I just always heard you know I always wanted to take lessons and do this and do that. And I was like, we don't have money to push. We don't have money for that. We don't have money for this. Mm -hmm. So I never let money stop me. I'm like you know I'm I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna get good at what I do. My money awesome. is not a factor. And you know I ended up excelling better than it's so funny because there was two girls in my high school. Mm -hmm. Like when I got to high school, they, they were the Klinger girls. Their names were Klingers, Pam and mm -hmm. Cindy Klinger. Awesome. And they were in Cats and all these Broadway shows. And their mother, they were, they lived up on the hill a little bit, a wealthier white family. Mm -hmm. And their mother sent them to every freaking kind of lesson you could think of. <laughs> and when I came to, when I got into high school, I auditioned for a majorette squad. And lucky for me, the majorette squad leader used to be a Radio City Rockette. And oh, wow. so okay. when we did, when we would did the field, we would do our routines on the field. We would march and do the field mm -hmm. and all that. We put our batons down. I was gonna say this was the major the majorette. You did the baton thing and everything, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was good oh, at it. Real good. In fact, oh. I won a scholarship to Peter Penn State from Larry Servi. Um, oh. He offered that to me, and I I decided to come to LA instead of taking the the scholarship okay. um, later on. But yeah, these girls when I got to when I got into ninth grade, I made co-captain right away, and it was like. Huh, like how did mm -hmm. she get there? Like mm -hmm. like lots and lots of practice. So I didn't need a baton lesson. I took that thing and I had rhythm and I was just, you know, in my backyard going around my neck and, you know, <laughs> turning around and catching it. And, you know, I had fun with it and I have a lot of rhythm, especially for a white woman. I have incredible <laughs> rhythm. Even as a kid growing up in the projects, they have these little dances like on Friday nights at uh -huh. the rec hall. And I would dance, and they turn on the, you know, all the R&B music, the Supreme Stunting, and I'd be oh, okay. doing all my little stuff, and everyone would gather around me, like, look at her go, wow. look at her go. So you know, <laughs> as a little kid, you know, you got something there, you know, when right, you're right, right. watching you. So I played upon that. I started, okay, let me see what I'm good at, and work at it, work at it, and I continually worked at it. And then later on, I remember my first real audition for anything was the first year they had the Pittsburgh Steelers cheerleaders. Now, okay. mind you, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders started because they couldn't sell tickets. So they thought if they could put dress up girl sexy, they can sell tickets. And that's how it started. Right. We, right. we attempted that one year in Pittsburgh, but mm -hmm. we went all the way through the rehearsals and up to one game. And then they were just like, they cut it. It was just like, we don't need this, we sell tickets, the Steelers are a strong team. And I guess the franchise just didn't want it at that point. But uh -huh. going to those auditions helped me. I was then chosen to go 
to be in Miss Pennsylvania pageant, which I knew nothing about being in a pageant. So I winged it all the way. I just walked down the aisle. I dressed the costume. I answered the questions. And But I would always excel in the talent part, which I would uh -huh. dance or I would sing. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. um, I was chosen to go to Miss Oktoberfest, which was uh, in Canada. Okay. And, now, how, now how, how, how old are you then? I'm 18, 18, okay. 18 okay. 19, okay. it's right prior coming okay. to, you So know, you're, you're auditioning for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers cheerleading squad. And I make the team, I get to perform once, and they move me from the back line after the first performance right up to the front. It's like I'm a sleeper in rehearsal. Once you, once you turn on the light, here I come. You, you see me on stage. You will yes, yes, you know, yes, I'm, yes. I'm that light spirit, so, mm -hmm. and, and so they move the light from the back to the front. And mm -hmm. I became a shining beam of light. So during those rehearsals, when Larry Servi, the one who offered me the, the, the Pitt and Penn State uh, twirling contract, he had big ties with, with Churchill High School, which was connected to Pitt and Penn State and all that. Anything that was going on talent-wise in Pittsburgh, he pretty much, you know, had a handle on it. So mm -hmm. that's when he offered me the scholarship for, for that. And okay. I, and, I, and I'm sorry, for, just for, for me, the scholarship was for... It was actually to be a majorette, to be on the majorette squad. It wasn't oh, even wow. academic. It was just they offered it to me because they wanted me on the team. Okay. Um, I guess because okay. of my twirling and dance ability and showmanship and the things that, that I was putting on stage. Mm -hmm. So I modeled for a while. Uh, during that period, I was a, a Breck model. I was a, um, you know, had the long hair at the time before Rick got indicted. Uh, it's going back in now. Um, <laughs> corona, like who cares? I'm not going anywhere right now. I did the um, whole full beard and everything during this whole yeah, period. So, I, mean, I, stuff, so I, I really know. enjoyed my modeling days. I was, uh, you know, in the Sunday paper, I was the Gimbals girl, you know, Kaufman's Gimbals horns. You know, I did the mm -hmm. lingerie. I was a 19 in my bra and girdles, you know, like 35 year olds, <laughs> you know, back in the day. And, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. and you know, Sears and JCPenney, mostly catalog modeling and that. And uh, started to do some runway mm -hmm. and um, you know a lot of hair modeling and, and things of that nature but I pretty much did everything that I could do in LA and you know I ended up coming here on, a, on you know circumstances which you know I'll discuss later mm -hmm. uh, I came out here with $50 and a dream to Los Angeles California mm -hmm. and um, 10 mm -hmm. weeks later um, I was in the Mary Jane girls and Wow. Okay. So when you came out to California, it wasn't for the Mary Jane girls. It was, no, like, it was like you it. said, $50 in a dream. It's, it's time for me to go. It, yeah. I got, as soon as I got off the bus, I mean, I wasn't even there two weeks. Playboy, different people from Playboy had asked me to pose maybe three or four times already, like within wow. two weeks. And back then it was like, now if you do it, like you become a star. Back then it wasn't really the move. You know, right, my mother was right. a devout Catholic. I didn't want to shame her. And, you know, you know, the, the, I think they offered me like $10,000 to do that. And it, back then it wasn't, unless you were a Marilyn Monroe and had a big machine behind you, but it, it pretty mm -hmm. much doing Hustler and Playboy wasn't like, you know, being a stripper and all that wasn't the good thing back then. Now right. it's like, it gets your career right. off. <laughs> it's, I mean, you become a Cardi B. I mean, if right. you're a stripper and you're, you know, you're prostituting out the club and I'm like, <laughs> you know, you're good as gold today. Right. You right. know, we grew up with good Catholic morals and that type of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so that wasn't the move for me. I did enjoy the modeling. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, uh, I ended up working. I had the bartending experience because I also worked at Pitt and Penn State. 
I worked at the night, you know, and bartending some, some nights, uh, part time mm -hmm. work. So I had that experience. I came out here and I worked in a, um, in a go-go lounge, actually. I, my first mm. job there was a, a, a go-go lounge and uh, Candy was one of the girls that worked in, in the go-go lounge. Okay. And I mind one, you, one I, 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 have to, I have to check this because Jojo, our former lead singer, did an, an, an interview where she stated in the interview, I was very upset about it, where Sherry and the group was discovered in the 7-Eleven store and that I was discovered in, in a strip club. Let's oh, be clear. Wow. Rick James never, I mean, this is what I'm saying. You don't need to belittle anybody else to make yourself shine. Mm -hmm. Get the facts, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the facts. You didn't need to do that. You didn't need to say those things. Let's, let's be clear. Rick James mm -hmm. never walked into a strip club. He really didn't even go to the strip club. The whole time I knew him, I've never seen him go to a strip club. He was always working in the studio where, you know, mm -hmm. girls would come to the house or whatever and they would party and He'd send people to go out and get girls or whatever it is, you know, security, you know, go bring me a few, you know, mm -hmm, right. carpets or whatever you want to call it, but, you mm -hmm. know, bring some party girls. But I, I never, you know, Rick James, let's be clear, never walked into a strip club and said, hey, I want that, light, that white girl with the pink nickels to be in my group. Never did that happen. So let's be clear about that, first of all. Let's, let's get that clear. Okay. <laughs> No, the, this type of bar was like a gentleman's club. You sat down. It was most about getting drinks at the bar, making mm -hmm. the bar drinks. So mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. bartending there. You know, yeah, can, Candy was one of the go girls. And all they did was walk down like a runway mm -hmm. with a one-piece bathing suit. It was, I wouldn't even shame her to say she, she never took the clothes off, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we became friends. And um, how, 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 did, how did the introduction with, with Rick come about? That's what I'm getting to. So okay, um, we, okay. um, we became friends, Candy, and I remember one day we went out to the Marriott. Um, mm -hmm. We had been friends about three weeks already, three, four weeks. And then um, we went out to the Marriott one night and uh, we went dancing. And uh, KGLH uh, has the R&B night out there like on Thursday nights. And uh, I think the only two white people there was like me and Robert De Niro. We always would go to the speakeasy and that, you know, maybe okay. Tina Marie. Uh, he and maybe me were like the only white faces like this Robert De Niro at the speakeasy and all that. The one that married Tukey Smith, uh, uh -huh. uh, um, the one that was in love with Tukey Smith, I think that's him, Robert De Niro. Uh -huh. um, and uh, we're dancing there one night and uh, everyone starts, you know, gathering around like, oh, this white girl got all this rhythm. Like, and the kid is <laughs> like, dang girl, you got you got rhythm more than 10 N-words, you know, uh -huh. more than 10 yeah. words. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. wow. So she, and it's funny because even in high school, I went to school with, uh, if you guys watch Law and Order, Tamara Tooney, she plays the forensic girl. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that part was so meant for her. She, she came from a uh, wealthy black family, one of the only black funeral home in Homestead, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So that job was appropriate for her. But we were friends in high school. We were forwards on the basketball team. She was a cheerleader. I was a majorette. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we made friends. But I would always go to the high school dances. And mm -hmm. they would, like, show me the robot and show me the wheel. Mm -hmm. They'd love uh -huh. to see me, like, let's, let's show her this dance and see if she can do this one. It was so funny. But they would get off and see a wiper with all this rhythm dancing and doing these dances. They had never seen nothing like in their life. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, right, like, right. white people can't even clap, you know? Mm -hmm. right. so it kind of blew mm -hmm. their minds. So that same reaction I had in high school is the same reaction I got at the club. 
people gathering around and Kim's like, damn girl, you got more rhythm. And she went and told Rick about me because I, mm. she, she had already auditioned for the group. It was, was already there. Mm. Um, there. I was the last one chosen for the group. So Sherry was already there. Candy was already there and Jojo, and they had already started recording the album. And I think they had another, there was another white girl that they blatantly put in a picture one day on the greatest hits and her name was, taken they did have a white girl for a minute i don't think she agreed to the contracts and what rick had told me she just wasn't the white right, right fit she was a white girl but she did not know how to really back then white people and black people didn't relate see i had that relationship thing i could talk to black people and white people and i grew up on both sides of the fence so mm -hmm. if you come from straight white world and you're being tossed into this world it's really hard to adjust if you don't have relationships with African-Americans, which I've had since childhood, since early school days. So I think that was a little bit of the problem too. But when, um, I guess she, Rick decided later on down the line, that it was going to be me. I guess she was up for contractual reasons or whatever. I don't know what the issue was there, but she never made it to the marketplace. And let's be clear about that. I never was a replacement for anybody because uh. Candy has gone out and said that, oh, I replaced Tegan. Um, and I never replaced anybody because she never made it to the marketplace. It was still on an audition phase. Oh, okay. So, um, basically, um, I saw Rick's brother, uh, at the Comstock hotel in Beverly Hills. I had the three different meetings with him. One was to take a picture, uh, do a brief interview. He got back to Rick. I like hung on, waited for 10 days. To get well, Rick, uh, Rick wants you to meet with Rory again. So I met with Rory again. And then on my third thing, I came there with very little. I didn't have many much clothes to wear or anything. Um, he took me shopping to Fred Siegel's store, bought me two pair of pants. Fred Siegel. Mm. Yeah, so very expensive, high end store. I mean, this is with Sharon. Oh, yeah. and yeah. Switch, and Switch went there too. I remember. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, they still have Fred Siegel's, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Believe it or not. Yeah, it's still around on Melrose. In fact, mm -hmm. they used to live across yep. the street from it yep. at one point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he took me there, bought me some clothes, and we went on Rick's private jet, and we flew up to Sausalito, a record plant where they were already recording the album. Okay. And uh, I walked in, and uh, it's funny because Rick is like his studio set works like a cockpit, like you know, and he's got the he's got the screen and everything. The <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's all glassed in, and the band members are all in there, and it's. Uh -huh. Sometimes they're playing, grooving, and he picks up the groove, or sometimes he goes down right. there and tells them what to right. play, mm -hmm. or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. They're making fantastic music. So mm -hmm. I was like, when I go in there, I was like, class, smoke, like, woo, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, he's got his branches right. hanging right. over, dried up, and you just go up there and deep roll one and just smoke uh -huh. everywhere, not to mention uh -huh. the cigarettes. Oh, yeah, that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like that's what's killing me now like uh -huh. you know all the smoke from back in the 80s and the 90s it's just uh -huh. ooh, it's bad mm -hmm. it catches up with you later people but um it sure does um uh -huh. we sat uh -huh. on those planes back in the day when people smoked for 13 hours oh you're oh my gosh yeah right that's why all the airlines mm -hmm. tour this now got lung cancer it's like yeah you know, the smoker the what the smoker sat in the back of the plane yeah, like that did not that affect the front of the plane nowhere. like we could all smell it right yeah you're all breathing in recirculating air you know just, oh, it's my mm -hmm. biggest pet peeve is I hate cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I just can't stand them. Anyway, mm -hmm. not to get off track. So um, I get flown to Sausalito. I walk in the room and it's all smoky and they're passing around a joint. I go to JoJo. I was like, was it okay to hit it? She's like, sure. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a way of life around here. I'm like, okay. So I hit the joint, right? I got, 
I drank the Kool-Aid. What can I say? <laughs> I, I smoked the joint that they finished. I remember pulling up Kim. Hey, hey fly. This is when they this is when they had the two-inch tapes. You had to take them off. You had to take uh -huh. them out of time, slice them, bring them back. To get uh -huh. 65 trucks and the fullness and the richness, the backgrounds and everything. Today I watch my son, who's a young producer. I watch him today for a couple clicks on a computer, and it's like, uh, can you know how to play that guitar over there, Sonny? He's learning, you know. It's like, it's totally different now. But everything was like from a hand clap to a click to a mm -hmm. foot stomp and every You're you know right. singing You're live. Right. I mean, I remember doing backgrounds, and I'm, I remember him making JoJo do the lead on uh, Hurting on the Inside. I think I sat in there with him 15 hours straight all night until her voice was raw, and then come back and we'll do it again today. It's like mm -hmm. it's never good enough. It's perfection. Mm -hmm. You know, Rick and Prince were the maddest about that. It was just like they, they spent mm -hmm. more time mixing than they did recording. Just it never was good enough. It was never perfect. My son is actually mm -hmm. born on Rick's birthday. Same oh, wow. time. And so they have that same trait. It's never good enough. It's never perfect. You know, it's Sunday mm -hmm. stuff is amazing. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. It's a constant, constant imperfection, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I go up there, I meet him. I mean, he doesn't pay any attention to me. Almost two, three hours, right? I'm in there, I'm watching him work, and I'm like, wow, this man's work ethic is just amazing how he's handling everybody, everybody here. This is like, and this is the shit you want to be with. You know, you kind of get sucked in like those Trumpers do in the Trump party. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you see this big icon and, you know, you get all into, you know, you're thinking, wow, you're, you're in with this big magical thing, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. later to find out that it's a different story, mm -hmm. but, um, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, it, it was, it was really nice. So like I said, they didn't pay any attention to me at first. And then I heard that on the bass. Of course, I'm standing up doing the nasty, grind my hips, which is dance I created. I came out of Pittsburgh from the streets that I, you know, was just something I rhythmically felt. Later, Paul Abdul, you know, gave it to Janet, became a song and everything, you know. But, you know, I got up and started gyrating my hips and all that. And Rick turned and he said, did you, shook his head, did you say you were black or white? I said, I didn't. <laughs> he said, everybody out of the room, boom, boom, uh -huh. turned out the room, pulled up a chair, sat down, he showed me this big, uh, big illustration, like, don't think that Rick James was not a businessman. He's not no guy that, he's not the guy that walked around a whole strong, bond poor hookers and said, I'm going to make him a music group. That's what everybody in the back of their minds thought. This man was so professional, it was like a marketing, you go to a marketing meeting and you've got the board and He's got the, awesome. I mean, he had the awesome. sketches, he had the names, mm -hmm. and which one do you mm -hmm. want to be? And I went through them all. Well, I was a major, mm -hmm. so maybe I could do the cheerleading one. Oh, that belongs to Sherry. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I was a model, so maybe I could do the glamorous one. Oh, that was candy. Mm -hmm. And then, well, the other one was a Richter Henson. The other one was like this female cop, like, uh, just wasn't me. Billy Idolish, never dressed like that, never did the look. So it became a real acting job for me. So when that, I was like, okay, and then he chopped off my hair, and then I got the whole look. It was like being on a America's Top Model, like, you know, you're in, you're in for it, so you're in. Uh -huh. uh, I became uh -huh. that look, and then it was a little butchy at first, and then later when we finally did it in my house video, I switched it all up. I didn't let him know what I was wearing. I went I went to trash lingerie, the same people that did princess costumes and a lot of rigs. Mm -hmm. and I had them make me that leopard thing. When I got on the motorcycle, I had practiced for weeks doing mm -hmm. like a solid gold dance. If anyone remembers what a solid gold dance was, they used to do mm -hmm. little mm -hmm. 
So I practiced, I had a, a motorcycle, I was probably gonna do layovers on it and dance on it and all. And by the time, it was Yvette's first time, Corvette, when she came in on the second season of the Mary Jane Girls. And it was her first time, so they took a lot of time filming her. And then there was mm -hmm. a storm coming, they wanted candy outside, that's why at the end of the video you see her at the end, there was a wrap because the rain started falling. But I, in between, I had a little bit of time, was not allowed to do anything that I had practiced for weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, so they strapped me up on the third floor of this mansion, tie my legs to a 2,000 pound bike on the third level. I'm only allowed to move from the waist up. So you see me in my house, do, do, do you see me doing mm -hmm. right, whatever right, I can do right. from the waist up, I'm right. doing it. Which is my song, by the way. Let's just be clear on that. That's that's and, my cut. I told Rick that was a hit. It was funny because mm -hmm. Rick would play music, and if I would get up and dance, we decide where he knew it was a hit. Like, what do you think, Max? It got to the point where he'd ask me what I think. What do you think, Max? What do you think? Wow, wow. I said, so, so said, went from I nothing to like. Love, like and I said, what a crazy love. I said, but that drama. I'm a drama in stage. I said, that's a hit right there. And when mm -hmm. it came out, I was right. I was right. It was mm -hmm. So anyway, mm -hmm. I meet him. He doesn't pay any attention to me. He's a black or white. Da -da -da, and then, you know, go back to the board and everything. Next thing I know, they're throwing this T-shirt on me. And I'm in a picture for Rolling Stone magazine like two hours later. It's like, you know, I guess you're in the group. The next day I went to Motown. They flew me back to the Motown office, which... You know, I was so honored to stand next to Barry Gordy sitting at his desk. Yes. Signing yes. a contract. With, I mean, with, it's like as a little girl growing up, and I grew up, you know, my dad was from Dearborn, Michigan. So I spent a lot of time in Michigan in the summer uh, visiting grandma on that. But um, I mean, what an honor. You're listening to a kid, you're listening to the Supremes and Stevie Wonder and Smokey Robinson. And you're like, mm -hmm. it's funny that I say this now because I remember literally putting on makeup in my in my mother's mirror in her bedroom one day and give it to me baby was playing mm -hmm. and I just something over me froze and it's like an aura came over me and I just stopped putting on the lipstick and I just looked at my mother and said I'm gonna work for that guy one day mm -hmm. oh and, wow okay yeah and then Hugh Green uh Pitt uh before he became a pro player um he played at University of Pittsburgh he took me to my first concert which is Rick James and T Marie Mm -hmm. And I had seen Rick after that concert. I tapped him on the back and I told him, I said, I'll work for you one day. And he flipped his hair like, yeah, right, bitch, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I reminded him of it later, but something in my spirit, I knew I was driven spiritually and through entertainment to go that route. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I could have, you know, I wanted to thought about Broadway and all that, but the girl group thing was perfect for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being in the R&B group wasn't a problem for me because I like black people. I like white people. I like all people. <laughs> So if you put out love, you get love back. There and you go. that's how love I look that. at life. I'm not, you know, I might not agree with ways of everybody, you know. Hey, I think right, right, right. in mm -hmm. LA, I think the Armenians drive too fast and they smoke too many cigarettes like the Koreans. And I mean, there's little factual things we all tend to be a little racist about. But I mean, just being a blame right, like I don't like you because you're Mexican, or I don't like you because you're black. You know, I'm not that person. I I believe, I have a light, I believe like God made me a light spirit and mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I had to learn not to let people dim my light. Now I just turn, turn it on bright as hell and just burn your eyeballs out, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. 
you know, get over it. Don't hate the player, hate the game. So, I mean, I have a lot of love to give and I get it back. So, you know, one and, thing and I this, can't this is, That's so coming out right here, you know, during this whole time. I mean, it's so coming out. But as, as, as long as I've known you, I mean, that's just the way you've been. I, I don't think I've seen anything different from you. That sunshine yeah, has always and been there. I, I enjoy people. I enjoy love. I, I mean, mm -hmm. what, you know, even with my cooking, I get satisfaction out of serving people my food and in my cookie business, delivering cookies and, you know, I put the love in it and it just it brings me joy to see the smiles on people's faces. You know, okay. you give a little, it doesn't hurt people to smile and say good morning. Thank Whether you. They speak Thank you. Or not, totally agree. Totally agree. That's on them, but you, you don't know what a person's going through mm -hmm, mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. moment. You may have changed them from, you know, committing suicide five minutes from now or making them feel worthy. Give a compliment. Mm -hmm, give a compliment. Mm -hmm. You might not mm -hmm. like the way they look, but you know, your shoes, I like your shoes. Try to mm -hmm. open a conversation with somebody. There you go. Sometimes. There you go. Just to feel them out before you judge. Got you. you. Know, That's before right. Before you judge. That's right. You know? Before we go any farther, I do want to go back to what you just said a minute ago, and I, w I want people to hear that. Did you say something about a cookie business? Yeah, you know, I have my powder puff cookies. I'm, I'm quite the cookie fan, so I'm just that. That's why I'm bringing I didn't back. bring you any backstage. Did you get some already? No, huh? -uh. Oh, I, I know usually when we do shows together, I bring them for uh, the other groups and leave them in the dressing rooms. What? We'll, we'll have to ship you some. We'll have to oh, ship you some. Please, please. Yeah, and this is, this is actually a business where people come. This, this is actually a business where people can come and buy them from me? Uh, um, I actually like do that? shipping. Yes, I do shipping. Okay. Um, the name of the I, business and where we can get these called, cookies? It's called the Powder Puff Cookie Shop. I'm sorry, say again? The powder, like powder puff. Okay. Like powder puff for makeup. Powder okay. puff, P-O-W-D-E or powder puff, P-U-F-F okay. cookie shop. I'm okay. on Instagram too. Um, you can always reach out on Instagram at, at super, S-U-P-E-R-M-A-X-I-B, super max B. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram. And, you know, you can always uh, DM me for an order. Um, I ship uh, starting in November. We usually go through Mother's Day and then the, the heat, we don't do it because the cookies will just smell. We're all chocolate and butter and goodness. Ooh. And yeah, and they're all hand-dipped cookies. Some of the cookies I make, uh, they all have their own names. I do like a, a Scarlet O'Hare is my red velvet. And then I have a, a black velvet cookie, which is like triple dark chocolate. I like a chocolate. Mm -hmm. Uh, my biggest sellers are my pecan turtle dove, which is a pecan uh, chocolate and vanilla sea salt caramel. My Aloha Dream is coconut macadamia, dark chocolate, and Kahlua. Oh my we gosh, have, you're serious. Oh yeah, we have uh, my almond. I have almond with white chocolate and amaretto. We have uh, uh, my best southern lemon cookie. Uh, is It's a lemon kiss. It's just mm, a kiss that will feel like a lemon head person. They're the best. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, just, okay. I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Is there a Snickers in there anywhere? Well, you know, I would say the closest one to a Snickers would be the t Turtle Dove, which is on. Uh, or the okay. I have a gay friend who calls it the Panty Dropper, but it's uh, <laughs> pecan toffee. It's toffee pecan with okay. milk chocolate and vanilla sea salt caramel. Okay. Now that's closest to the Snicker and all that. Got you. you. Okay. Yeah, I even have a root beer float cookie. I mean, literally. What? Wow. Okay. I got to try. I got to have that one for sure. I have for kids and parties. We do like, you know, the, um, what is it? The confetti. We have banana, mm -hmm. banana cream pie, uh, the mm -hmm. red velvet. The kids like the root beer float, the cinnamon. I even have a chocolate pretzel cookie. Whoa. Okay. That's great for PMS ladies. You want that salty and the sweet together? <laughs> it's, it's the one. <laughs> Yes. So, so let me ask you, because of the whole COVID thing that we're all going through now, is that what's pretty much, is that what's keeping you busy doing that? Or I'm sure you're doing like, oh, I do that. that I keep me busy all the time. 
know, mm-hmm. COVID hasn't really slowed me down because I'm pretty much baked. I, I'm sure it hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's, you know, it slowed me down to like being outdoors a lot and, and that type of thing. Like where I live now, I walk every mile morning. I walk two to five miles every day. I can work out from home, so I'm not really visiting the gym or any amenities, mm-hmm. you know, where people gather at this point. You know, I mm-hmm. try to grocery shop. I eat healthy every day. I cook fresh every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is why I'm moving into my new place too. I'm going to start doing some cooking segments because because of when the virus hit, we found out that, you know, it really upsets me how the government has handled it. And I'm, I'm political and, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, we've got people, we're completely divided now, you know, we're, we're completely divided in our thinking and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, it, it just, uh, it just saddens me to think that we could have done something earlier and that we didn't. And what really upsets and sickens me is the fact that, so now we know it's, it's escalating and killing black Hispanics and seniors, like, uh, you know, like crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's just let it fly. Mm-hmm. So what if we lose a few white people along the way? <laughs> You know, this is what really, really sickens me. And so, that is the climate. And the only defense that we could have had was good health. As you think, mm-hmm. like I tell people, what you do now affects you 10 to 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. Well, how you eat, how you live, change your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. we got to put away, we got to stop visiting Popeye's people. We got to stop, you know, we, we got to stop the Kentucky Fried Chicken. We got to stop eating like this, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've lived in both cultures, and I tell you, and I used to be 60 pounds bigger twice. I lost 55. What? Really? Yeah, back in the day. Well, Rick had me gain weight to be in the group. First of all, I was very, like you see me now, you're like, right. oh, he was bigger in the day. Rick wanted a healthy looking white girl. And that kind of took a toll on me, eating in the greasy truck stops to the finest hotels, imbalance mm-hmm. in diet, mm-hmm. imbalance mm-hmm. in sleep patterns, all of that. It takes a toll on you doing two 86 city tours. We did six, two shows a night, six nights a week. Man, so especially when you're not pay. used to carrying that very kind of weight. Yeah, mm. so mm. very little money. So wow. we worked ourselves like dogs. So, so you're you're back there touring a lot. You had like a little bit of weight that you put on and everything, and yeah, you, you did miss it for little pay. Gained, yeah, you had me gain weight and all mm-hmm. that, and, then, and for very little pay. And that, yeah, and then mm-hmm. you know we're drinking and we're doing all that has more calories onto you and all that stuff. So, when I left the group, I left a lot of things alone. I left that whole lifestyle, you know. That I haven't I haven't had an alcohol even since '94. You know, mm-hmm. all it does it's, is. And I was going to ask you about that, too, because it was like, you know, first of all, the Mary Jane girls, they were like, you know, 
at the at the the head of like the the, the lady groups at the time. I mean, you guys were like the pioneers, yeah, there was you know, like the the new lady thing. group as opposed to like the Supremes from back in the day. Yeah, and they we were, were like the like new lady bridge. groups now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were like mm-hmm. the bridge in R and B for a while. I mean, the Go Go's mm-hmm. and Banana Ram and the Go Go's on the white side, but mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, R and B have you know as far as pop and rock and that they had girl groups, but there was nothing for years. That were right. successful. And I mean, they had a few groups that just weren't as successful. And then after mm-hmm. that came the Good Girls, and then you know Destiny's Child. But we kind right. of right. for girl groups. To yeah, you guys were like at the forefront of all that. And yeah, you know, Rick, of course, he's like blowing up and everything, and he's putting these groups together and all that, and he puts the you know puts the Mary Jane girls together. I mean, at that, that beginning, I mean, you guys like blew up. I mean, it was like yeah, that you were there, and I mean, you blew up. Yeah, it was it was a very well thought out plan. Like I said, when I got there, Rick had you know, the sketches of everybody, names, he already, you know, the music, he knew what the direction of the, the songs were going to be and things mm-hmm. that women were afraid to say to men, that was the concept of the group, mm-hmm. you know, being a little bit more open as women, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, you know, saying things like, here's the key to unlock my door to my house, and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they just say things blatantly, they don't know how to say it without saying it in music writing. Right. <laughs> Right. Hey, let me hit it and quit it. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying today? It's like, it's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the songwriting and the production and the family of the band and the girls, it was just like a whole family situation. Same way Rick and Prince, uh, they both have two families. It's like, you know, right. they right. to make everybody like dislike each other and this and that. Hey, we respect the Prince camp and they respect our camp. And Thank you so much for mentioning that. I really, that, because that, that's important. I mean, it, it was, it was good. You know, it, it wasn't as like, like you said, it wasn't like this big separation between the two. I mean, you guys got along to a certain extent. Yeah. Got yeah. You. Got you. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, the media tried to pin fans right. against Mary Jane was what was the better group. Um, there was I a high respect between both camps. Yeah, it was great. I mean, beautiful mm-hmm. girls all the way around. I just think the Mary Jane girls, to me, had shown more talent vocally. Mm-hmm choreography wise, stage, mm-hmm. you know, just staging, music videos. Um, mm-hmm. I just think more money was spent and more thought was put into it. And because basically Rick did share the idea with Prince that he wanted to have a lingerie clad group at one point and then Prince beat him to the punch. And that's mm-hmm. when Rick, he put it together, but not as well thought out as Rick did. He's like, I'll put three pretty girls together and I'll put them in lingerie and we'll give him a hit record. Mm-hmm. He said, I think I'm an nasty girl. They're just standing there in the video. Very, mm-hmm. high, very low budget mm-hmm. um where we basically had you know we we actually shot two videos in one night at the nightclub we did boys Whoa. what what videos were those if you don't mind me asking and boys were shot three days in a row with no sleep like you're sleeping on the stairs it's like yeah and looking at the video you can't tell that uh <laughs> no can't can't yeah you know i mean we, you guys i mean you look great i mean and excited it was like hey this is a dream come true you're mm-hmm. with Rick James you're in a girl group that Rick James is producing and we're doing you know major production here it's mm-hmm. like the costumes make are mm-hmm. full on everything and that's what I mean you guys were up and, and you look beautiful and doing the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah, you're excited mm-hmm. I mean there's nothing to complain about that early in the game you know mm-hmm. you're excited mm-hmm. we had to shoot for a week straight without sleep I'm sure we would add some toothpicks between our eyes and we would have done what we had to do because mm-hmm. that you want to be with Rick, you better do what's required. Every foot better be left. Every mm-hmm. toe better be right. When the head's mm-hmm. left, I mean, he was a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. he did these shows, and if he was on the side of the stage and gave you five, you just thought, find $500 because you didn't do the cross step right, or you didn't do mm-hmm. this right. 
Mm. You sit out in okay. the audience with a cap on his head with, a, with all the braids and ganja cap uh, to mm -hmm. make it stop. And he'd mm -hmm. with sunglasses on and people wouldn't even know who was sitting next to him. And he'd have his mark, pen and mark. And I mean, that's mm -hmm. how you better be tight. You better mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. Candy couldn't get a cross turn one night. She we called the Who was the one in the Jacksons that couldn't get the steps as good? Tito mm -hmm. was that, I, I can't remember which one of the Jackson brothers always had the, the worst time with the choreography. Candy was excelled in backgrounds and slower in the choreography. Like every girl had a part to play with. Some excelled in different areas and some excelled in other areas where others didn't. So together we meshed as a perfect high. But I remember staying up before that video and just being up for two, almost the whole night before to get the cross step turn mm -hmm. uh, in a Candyman. Mm -hmm. Almost till like 5.30 in the morning we went through that. And it's, you know, until she got it right. But that's what had to be done. That's what uh -huh. we did. Uh -huh. So, uh -huh. so yeah. was, was Rick involved in every aspect of it? I mean, he was there at the, not only the songwriting in the studio and everything, but in, in the yeah. videos as well? Like Donald Trump and his minions. Every decision is made by, by Donald Trump. Every decision was made well, by Rick. You had to go there, huh? Yes, because that <laughs> reminds me of it sometimes when I watch the foolery that goes on with the, it's like, you become this little cult, like the Prince mm -hmm. cult, and then the Rick mm -hmm. You become mm -hmm. like all these yes, yes people. I think mm -hmm. that's where Rick really appreciated my friendship sometimes because I wasn't always the yes, yes one. Mm -hmm. I know that don't look right. No, and that, how does that look? Fly? Oh, that looks good. I said, and they told me, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. no, the shoes are wrong and the belt is wrong. Oh. And oh, I'm okay. like, Nancy, because she knows I wasn't that yes, yes. What do you think? What do you think, Nancy? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't like if you were defiant. Like he didn't uh -huh. like that at all. It's like, oh like, wow. Okay. Okay. So I, so I, so. I remember, I remember, I remember until we got into it about something. And I said, he said I made you. I said no, you did. My mother and father made me, and God did. I said uh, you opened the door, and I walked through. That's mm -hmm, clear. You mm -hmm. did not make me. Mm -hmm, A lot mm -hmm. of work that I had done before. Mm -hmm. You know. And, it's it's like how uh, uh, Vice President Biden Obama brought back the economy, mm -hmm. but then somebody comes and puts two years on top of the table for the whole thing. Uh -huh. So you know uh -huh. the same thing. I had uh -huh. already put my part into it. I brought something to you that mm -hmm. you utilize in your group, and met, and no mistake about that. What I did to get here was mm -hmm. my responsibility. When I got gotcha. you, I was already ready. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. to walk through that door, and mm -hmm. I walked. Not only did I walk a bitch sashay, okay? There you go. There you go. So, 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 if you don't mind me asking, what happened? I mean, you, like I said, you, you guys were there, and then you weren't. I mean, you had like these big hits and all this stuff. I mean, what all night, all night long, Candyman boys, you know. And like I said, my favorite, it, you know, you know, in well, my what house. What happened was, um, was Rick's favorite quotation of all: "Cocaine is a hell of a drug." <laughs> and. It got to be where he got a little bit uh, too heavy in. Because I mean, you guys were seriously on top. I mean, you were there. And, you know. Yeah, we were there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we. I mean, even the Spice Girls were made after us. I mean, it was mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. my understanding was re a recreation of the Mary Jane was brought to London in a sense that, you know. And I'm looking at like these women came out here made billions and millions of dollars, and we didn't make nothing. We didn't even have a lunchbox. We could have had dolls and. You know, we could have been a big franchise, but it wasn't moving in that direction. Rick was spending mm -hmm. a lot of money, you know, on, on cocaine for, mm -hmm. and being lost in it. Um, we lived in a house. We lived, Candy and I were roommates in California at the time. During uh, that time. During that time. But we lived in the house next door 
uh, which Rick leased for us. And we were there for months and years. And like, I think we visited our LA home for three or four days in a break and we're still paying rent mm -hmm. to there. And, you know, he gets, you know, he's doing his thing in his room and we're sitting in the house next door for like a year and a half waiting to do the second album and like making $250 per diem a week. Like that's it. You got to send, remember when I remember you when send that money home to your rent. And like, there's mm -hmm. nothing you're sitting there, you know, and his mm -hmm. secretary's cooking dinner for us. Mm -hmm. you, know? Mm -hmm. I remember. you know, and all you're doing is sitting around and you're waiting for, you know, wait for mm -hmm. him to come around at some point, you know, until the deadline and the Motown call with the albums do, 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 we got to hurry up and work and, mm -hmm. you know, they go on. So, but it got to the point where the drugs just overtook Rick and it's unfortunate because he was a beautiful man. I mean, so creative and, mm. you know, if people don't understand that, uh, uh, like maybe I understand it when you spend time with somebody and you look watch them and you watch their lives. And one thing I noticed about some of these creative geniuses like Prince and, 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 and the Rick James is, is that they're bored with where we are in life. They're bored. They're, mm. they're so genius that they're bored with the everyday human mm. being. Like, mm -hmm. maybe elevate and get up out of here. Mm -hmm. It's not that, oh, I'm going to get high. It makes me write a better song. Mm -hmm. It's I can't relate to anything here because I never was on their level. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. To start mm -hmm. with. Now, there's musicians, but then there's genius musicians. Or Miles Davis right. and your mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrixes. And it's like, this is where the drug comes in and takes them out of here. Takes them to a place where, how can I say they can create their own space mm -hmm. none of this brings them down or gets in their way mm -hmm. so it's you you have to really be around some type of person to understand what i'm saying that somebody's already been a music mm -hmm. or a musical legend i mean they devour their life and them it's all they do mm -hmm. i mean it gets up in the morning you go to my son's the same way every good music producer or musician i know they get up and they hit it every day they're at their computer or they're bored or they're wow. creating or mm -hmm. they're producing or and they do this till they go to bed and then they're mixing you know if they have to work a day job in between or they get it in but this they is find a way they mm -hmm. find a way but if it's your passion and that's it, it is what it is right 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 know? right but they were born to do these things they were born to do to do these things so mm -hmm. i just um i just think the drugs got in the way of everything mm -hmm. got in the way of rick you got in the way of the girls, it got away of everybody's life. It just mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. So, so at that time, then, like I said, you guys were like the pioneers of like the new lady, the new uh, women groups that were coming up. What was that? What was that like? You know, uh, and we talk about that now, like the women and women in the business. Okay? Right. At that time, what was that like? You know, you know, a, you know, being a woman in the business. Well, being you know, it's still a man's world, and, and one thing I do want to say to all the ladies out there we need to start getting together like on a serious note, like, thank you. Especially when start with our voting. It's like, mm -hmm. let's get together and vote um, uh, with this voting thing. Uh, women, we need to know that if we come together, no matter what color, stronger in numbers, the women out here are doing it. We're, we're raising children by ourselves. We're the chauffeur, we're the housekeeper, we're the cook, mm -hmm. we're the, 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 the school teacher right now. Mm -hmm. We're not showing any kind of strength. We don't need to be beat down by a brother. We don't need to be 
belittled by anybody. We need to be lifted up. And if we got to lift ourselves as women, that's what we need to do. We need to come together mm -hmm. no matter what color we are. And because this is a movement and women can come together and stop cat scratching and some of the reality shows especially that show african-american women man, those white girls too in new york city and all them you know flipping tables and girl how many nose jobs you get that nose job is wrong and who cares if your toenails yellow and i mean it just is so silly mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like we need to have start having females on reality shows or showing how we can get together and and be powerful be mm -hmm. powerful you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying make mm -hmm. movement make moves mm -hmm. not cutting each other down because it's been a man's world ever since this country's been created. Mm -hmm. It's been created around law and suppression and women's suppression, not, not mm -hmm. only color suppression, but women's suppression as well. How long it take mm -hmm. us to get a vote? And how long <laughs> is it waiting on a woman president? People uh -huh. just didn't want Hillary because she was a woman. They didn't have uh -huh. nothing to do with nothing else. Mm -hmm. but she was a woman. They weren't ready for the first woman president. Yeah, I, okay. Mm -hmm. And now they wanna they wanna talk about, oh. And now you might have the first black woman president to Kamala Harris. So that's the, <laughs> that's the uh -huh. thing part of the meat they're throwing out now. It's like, you wouldn't want that now, would you? <laughs> what is so bad about it? Uh -huh. you know? mm -hmm. First mm -hmm. of all, we're, we're, our color thing is changing. Look at our mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the kids that we have, like from Mary Jane girls, like, uh, like my son has got four cultures in him. Uh, Sherry's daughter. Uh, Corvette's daughters. They, I mean, they're they're what Jewish, Mexican, black. I mean, we've got so many cultures in one. Soon, we're not even going to know what color anybody is because we're all interrate interracial, um, interracial interacting, having children, adopting, you mm -hmm. know, children, whatever. So that color thing is about to throw it up there. But as far as being a man against woman, women right now could rule this sucker. We can run the Congress. We can run. We, Preach. We can talk. Talk. Completely. And mm -hmm. guess what? Look at the countries that have women. They're mm -hmm. uh, Germany and different. They they don't have the problems that America has. Mm -hmm. They don't because mm -hmm. women are compassionate. We've mm -hmm. got a bunch of cold, heartless souls running our government right now. Mm -hmm. I'm talking cold as stone. Beady eyed mm -hmm. snake eyes when you see them standing behind the president. Look at their eyes. Mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. shift left and right, left and right, or they're beads. They just beads. They're just snake mm -hmm. beads looking at you. Okay? No <laughs> soul. There's no. There's no temperature, there's no blood flowing in there, one agenda only. Mm -hmm. And that is to create havoc and separation. Let's face it, it's never going to be a white America. It never was. Let's get your facts, people. The America belonged to the Mexicans and the Indians on the reservations. The white man came in and stole it from them. The white man is still being a thief. I'm white and I'm telling you, they're a thief. <laughs> okay. Their, their, their agenda is kind of messed up. And we shouldn't be in this time. Uh, let's see, I'll be 62 years old. I've seen all of this oh. in the 60s. Okay, mm -hmm. I have seen all that. I've not seen anything change. And me going on a unity tour with Rick and being that white face of the Mary Jane girls. Part of my whole reason was to bring unity on both sides of the fence. Uh -huh. That was my purpose for really hanging in there with everything that I did in the Mary Jane girls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was to have black babies and to kiss white babies and to make sure that music kept us together mm -hmm. culturally. I heard stories of Rick and them going to Europe and because they were black walking down the street being spit on, but they go to a concert at night and everybody's got their lighters in the air and there. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. said that music can bring people together, but why mm -hmm. can't we bring ourselves together? What right. is the problem? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What right. is the problem in this mm -hmm. whole 
watching this whole election thing right now, it's just sometimes I just want to go in the rock and hide or do I speak up or, you know, I really want to write my memoirs, you know, being black and You all. should, you should, you have, you have a lot, you, you have a lot to say and, and we need to hear it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, living in both cultures, because I've lived in equal and everything. The one thing that is always going to hold true, this skin is never black on the outside. Mm -hmm. So I don't face the challenges that a lot of women do. They're prejudged as soon as they walk into a room. Mm -hmm. As soon as I open my mouth, I'm judged because, you know, she got soul. So it's like, I'm like, oh, you just like, you know, you got, are you uh, black? Are you white? Mm -hmm. What are you? Mm -hmm. you know, I'm mm -hmm. a human being. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm a little mm -hmm. bit of everything. I always say I'm blessed and highly flavored. Mm -hmm. There you go. Blessed and highly favored, but I'm blessed and highly flavored. Love it. Because I it. have tasted flavors of all over the world. Mm -hmm. I have opened up my heart. I've opened my door. I've opened my kitchen pantry. And mm -hmm. that's how you get to people. Open mm -hmm. up. There Open up. Don't be that white person that's in four white walls and never get to know your neighbor. Mm -hmm. You know? Gotta give him goddamn niggas. Gotta give him goddamn niggas. <laughs> I know I come from white people. I'm telling you what they do. This, uh -huh. We gotta stop that. Get a quick. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have to tell you, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, years ago, because my baby's father was from there, mm -hmm. and he told me mm -hmm. about a program they used to have in high school. And they we should apply this everywhere. Everybody mm -hmm. should do this. Uh, and, 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 and real quick, since you mentioned Grand Rapids, shout out to Grand Rapids, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Gregory Holy Williams, yes. and the Bards family and all that. So shout out to Grand Rapids. Okay. Yes, uh, and the Bards. <laughs> and hey, Greg Williams, that's my boy, Greg, my real good friend, Greggy. Um, yes. And, and, also, and, also, quick, and also quick shout out to my producer, Teresa Goss, a woman. You know, she, hey, she's Therese. my boss. So. <laughs> hey, Teresa. Yeah, yeah right. it's, um, it's, it's really nice. The grill was beautiful when I went out there years ago, but I haven't been out there in since my son was born, he's 24 now, like 20 years now. Mm -hmm. But he was telling you when they were in high school, they would do programs where a black child would go stay in a white home for two weeks in the summer, and a white child would go stay in a black home for two weeks as a summer program. And I think we need to start doing that. I think mm -hmm. we should be able to, do, even if it's for a weekend, uh, even a week, uh, a, a summer, summer program where, you know, without Corona, of course, once we get a vaccine and we can mingle and go to each other's homes, but it'd be nice to see a black family taking a Hispanic boy and learn mm -hmm. their culture or a black boy to go and see how they eat and how they pray. And, you know, how, when you start opening up and you start, oh, and they're funny and you have a good time. Honey, let me tell you something. And I like to tell white people, I'm glad that I've been around both cultures because I've had so much fun in the African-American community. Uh, you learn hard work from them. You learn uh, they make a way out of nowhere. You think you can stop them? Honey, you can't. You can't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. make a way out of nowhere and i i got that in me uh, you know mm -hmm. coming from mm -hmm. projects i've always had that in me like you you can climb your way out of this pit you can you can mm -hmm. do better you can always mm -hmm. you know god mm -hmm. gave you four legs and mind to use or whatever we need to start opening up to each other in our cultures and stop shutting down and separating and so once you okay. start understanding right. you start understanding honey if you ain't there no good good greens black eyed peas and mac and <laughs> tea how you ain't lit okay if you haven't gone over here and had some uh, good pasta and, and, and uh, smelt and all that over here with the Italians, or you go over there, go ahead and have a Shabbat dinner on Friday night with the Jewish family and see how they do it. Uh -huh. so uh -huh. Open up. Open up. That's what I love about California mm -hmm. because it's it's a melting pot of everybody, just kind of where I come from, Pittsburgh. But if you live in the Midwest and it's like black, white, okay, and we have a few Hispanics that work in the meat factory, or we got to hear it mm -hmm. state brothers, or mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. 
we, we really need to start opening up. We really mm-hmm. need to start learning mm-hmm. each other's ways and cultures. We might yeah. not like them all, but we learn and we learn tolerance from each other. And, mm-hmm. and I always say this, you know, religion and politics don't mix and, you know, religion is really what's hurting a lot of us. I'm saying have faith in God, read your Bible, have a personal relationship with God. But I'm telling you like this, God don't care if you were a dot between your eye, a hat on Sunday, or eat your goddamn wiener kosher. He don't care about that. You think God uh-huh. is worried about you eating a kosher wiener right now if you're Jewish? Do you think God cares if you wear that hat on Sunday or you, you're all wrapped up with your Muslim wear? And some of the Muslim women, I'm sorry, you're in America. You don't have to wear that. Mm-hmm. You know? You mm-hmm. really don't. I mean, mm-hmm. not, I'm not dissing their faith or culture or any of that, but but you get judged very quickly that way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And certain times you'll get shot for that. Walk down the street wearing that, oh, we're doing feel like killing the Muslim today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just because of the hate. Uh-huh. Just don't, you know, you don't have to be a walking mm-hmm. advertisement for everything that you do. Mm-hmm. But have your relationship with God. Have your personal relationship with God. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I get on my, I'm, I'm on my knees more crying for now for the country than I ever had. Mm-hmm. I am crying like, Lord, what is mm-hmm. going on? Like, where, have we gone nowhere in 50 mm-hmm. years? They're trying to take us back to the damn 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. trying to bring a judge in right now with, with convictions of Catholic beliefs. I was born Catholic. I changed to Christianity. But I've been to the Jewish church. I've been to the, I go there, I visit them all so you can understand. The mm-hmm. other thing I wouldn't to pull them as a Scientology thing. It kind of was like, you know what I mean? The children of the corn or something like that. Everyone was all up on me and looking through me. And I was, I just didn't feel that. I'm sorry. I can't believe in it. Uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess everybody needs something to believe in it. <laughs> Uh-huh. That wasn't it for me. Got you, got you. You, you are, you are quite the spirit. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, and I'm only mentioning this because you, because you brought it out. Sixty-two years old, and look at you, look at you. Thank you. I, I and, and I got to say that to anybody, you know, if you've never seen, you know, the original Mary Jane girls, if you've never seen her perform, if you've never seen Maxie perform, that is one show. I mean, you talk about. Not only is she good, not only is she really into everything, but it's truly inspiring to see. This is a 60-year-old woman up there who, first of all, looks as good as you and moves. I mean, she does. You know, she gets up there and, and sells it. I mean, you, you move. And it's, it's inspiring, not only talking to you, as always, and, especially, and I hope people get that here, but, I mean, to watch you perform. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm so touched by that. And I work hard at it every day. You can tell you do. You can tell that you do. First of all, I have a huge gay following. You know, mm-hmm. my gay boys, they will talk about you, honey. And my transgender, <laughs> they girl, they're never going to say, uh-huh. no one uh-huh. knows that the white girl mm-hmm. let herself go. Mm-hmm. She's going to let mm-hmm. herself go. Mm-hmm. What happened there? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I believe if you come from an iconic group such as ours, Mm-hmm. You have a responsibility iconic. to call it mm-hmm. any time. Mm-hmm. Any time you need to stay ready. You need to be ready. Ain't no getting ready. And you, you know, and it's funny though too, because you are that performer to where, you know, they, they say, you know, they tell the whole community, if there's one person in the audience, you got to put 150% in. 95% of the community does, you know, they'll still be like, you know, but I got to tell you, Maxie B is like, if there's one person in the audience, you will put on a show for that one person. You know, I've seen you do it. And it's like, man, you know, and again, it's inspiring at, at that age. You know, we were just had this conversation yesterday with the, 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 you know, the comment, you know, well, you have to act your age. And my comment has always been to that. Where's that book? <laughs> you know, right. where's the book that says you have to act a certain way at a certain age? What are the rules? Well, I, always, I, always, I always say, just because you turn 50 don't mean you have to wear granny panties. And well, right, right, right. Where is that? 
And I mean, you're, like I said, to, to watch it, mm -hmm. to watch it, you're an example of that. It's like, you're an example of that. To watch it, it's like, wow, look look at that. Look at that. Are you guys watching this? You know, Aww, so yeah, it's, it's the honest again, it's true. Girls are good though. All my girls, we work hard. We rehearse. You can tell it shows. You know, mm -hmm. we we're, uh, we eat well. We don't, you know, we're not getting high and you know partying. Up. We don't have alcohol before we go on stage. And I know this is about we go in. We want to give a good show. And, and you know, for years, I tried to do this. I was pushed to the curb for years. Uh, you know, Jojo went on her own for a while, and then uh, one of the other group members tried to start a, you know, did and actually took the the, the whole legacy down to the basement. Mm. Uh, you you mm. can't say you're the Mary Jane girls and, and, and not wear the look, not have the sound, and not do the choreography. So I, I put out the Olive Branch a few years ago, and uh, Sherry uh, decided that she wanted, she has a beautiful daughter who's in show business, and um, we we just thought it would be best for Sherry at the time. She had lost her husband and was going through some emotions. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, it just suddenly on Christmas morning, the baby goes in there, daughter goes in, and daddy, daddy wake up, the gifts are under the tree, and he's he's sound asleep dead, and you know this devastated Sherry, the daughter. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. And in in uh, so she was going through you know quite a bit readjusting and the depression and trying to work and hold up as a single mother and you know being the heck of a momager to her daughter who's very talented, looks like a young Beyonce. Uh, talented singing and dancing has her own single out right now um, as well. Um, or the Nova Chess is her name, Nova Chess. And, mm -hmm. and um, uh, I, Sherry and I finally talked, and we ended up making arrangements for her to move down from Oregon, which I'm glad because after all the rights and the fires and everything, she's already down here by five years now. So oh, cool. we, we decided um, we were quite embarrassed about what was going out there because one of the members went out there with somebody with other girls that never even been Mary Jane girls. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the estate granted them the name, the Mary Jane girls, and they went out there and looked like a supper club act wearing three sequence tops and leggings and just, uh -huh. just took the whole Rick legacy. And, you know, and I, and the girl that I discussed it with, you know, to come back to the group went on her own, you know, and I'll just say it was candy, candy. And, and, and she, uh -uh, when I asked her to come around, uh -uh, child, Rick is dead. That was then. This is now. And I ain't no one trying to, uh -uh, child, ain't no one trying to see no 50 year old women jump up and down. And I was like, yes, they are. Wow. You go see new edition and that's right. the boys. Mm -hmm. And, and all these other groups, Bell Bib Devoe, they're all still doing the nostalgia choreography of the 80s and the 90s. They're wearing the look, and then you have to bring them the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So we, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and they lose a certain amount of weight, and all that was a problem. So they decided to go their way, and we actually were with with that person for a while, and then the money wasn't being right, and all that. I was too embarrassed to be on stage with the monster. I did one show, and that mm -hmm. was enough for me. I can't. I said, this is not who I am. I don't work out like I do. I don't keep my stamina up like I do and all that for this crap. And it was mm -hmm. crap. It was standing like it, it was like standing at a supper club lounge and just singing the Mary Jane girls songs, which wow. didn't sound like the Mary Jane girls. It mm -hmm. was not professionally tracked or anything professional about it. It was just like, okay. so money, Rick is dead. And I was not with that. Gotcha. So Sherry and I, along with Seth Neblett, where Seth is, uh, if y'all remember Melia Franklin, the original Bride of Frankenstein, this is mm -hmm. her boy, uh, mm -hmm. this is her son, who's our road manager. Um, 
we got together and said, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. So we mm -hmm. put it together. We auditioned a new lead singer. We got somebody to replace Candy. Mm -hmm. We put it together. We put it. It was very good, by the way. Very good. Yes, yeah, very good. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. And it, 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 yes, and, it, and and at the time, Jojo was never say never, but no, she was being managed by her husband at the time, who was a real piece of work. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> uh, it had made a very bad reputation for her out there and for the girl in the group for the girls. Um, and they were pretty much Jojo was working. They were sending out our pictures and. And everything, and then when they would get there, it's say, "Where's the rest of the girls?" Oh, face it, she was the brand, and the other bitches was not but eye candy with the story, and she would go get the money. And this went on for years. Mm -hmm. Well, I sat on the sidelines, so I learned how to cook and learned my baking business, and I was cooking for celebrities and you know d uh, doing this type of thing. And I and, and I'm thankful of it now because now when opportunities come, I have other things to brand other than I'm just not a background singer. Mm -hmm. or I just mm -hmm. not a Good. Yep. I, I'm prepared now for everything else to come because I've done other things um, just to, you know, make money and raise my child. Mm -hmm. So when the time came, like I said, to do it, I got to know Corvette. Well, Corvette really didn't need to do it. She's in business with her husband. They're very wealthy. They're doing quite well for themselves. And I mean, it, the door's always open. I mean, mm -hmm. I was more than welcome anytime. Mm -hmm. um, but the group that we have now, we put it together. It was more about not, not just saying the Mary Jangles. It was uh, putting a real show, an entertaining show. And it is. It was made from the actual blueprint of Rick James's original vision of the group. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to stay, Sherry and I said, so we're going to stay as close as we can to the blueprint of Rick, maybe yeah. update the costumes a little bit. But I, re, uh, I redid the choreography. I kept some of the parts and mm -hmm. I updated the show a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherry worked on the vocal and we, we had to, we had complaints from Jojo and her husband not to use her vocals or the tracks. We re-recorded, we spent money, about mm -hmm. $15,000 just to re-record re the show, re-record all the backgrounds for the track dates, um, website, costuming, hair, makeup, photo shoot. We did it all professionally before okay. we made the presentation. And then we got... And, and, and real, 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 real quick, what's the website? The website. Huh? What's oh. the website? Uh, for the girls, and now yes. it, it's, uh, it's uh, MJG Maxi Sherry on Instagram. MJG Maxi Sherry. Okay, yes. okay. And and just for clarification, just because so, I, I keep saying the original Mary Jane girls, what is the name of the group? Well, the, well we are the original Mary Jane girls, and, and, and that and that's what you call yourselves. That that's a statement of fact, right? Okay. Okay. So we got sued for saying the Mary Jangle, so we didn't work for two and a half years again. These mm -hmm. same groups went out, made money, and was taken into the bottom basement, just not making, you know. And you have to figure mm -hmm. in the in, in, in the um in the funk world, we weren't only funk; we were pop in R&B. So sometimes mm -hmm. we like to break out of doing just the funk concerts. We mm -hmm. like to do the clubs and, right, right. and all that too. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing just strictly funk concerts, basically there's only the mere jangles and climax to mm -hmm. really oh, wow. with mm -hmm. sexy mm -hmm. females, mm -hmm. you know, on the stage. And, you know, we give three hits and we're out. And that's good, you know, it's good where our age group is and our stamina and everything. So it's perfect. But mm -hmm. the thing was to create a good show that mm -hmm. was the blueprint of Rick. Mm -hmm. of what he imagined for the Mary Jangles and what he put to the marketplace. And if anybody couldn't get along with that program, like I am like Rick because I spent a lot of time around him. He always had me by his side. Mm -hmm. All the recording, he never let me leave his side. He was crazy about me. I, I always said next to him, I, I was always in his sight. 
Mm -hmm. um, so I learned, I absorbed like a sponge so much. But I know certain things he wouldn't allow on that stage. And mm -hmm. by goodness, we, and Sherry's with me on that. We know Rick would never have that unless this was fixed mm. or that was fixed. If you have to lose 50 pounds, then lose it. If mm. you have to change your hair to do that look, do it. If mm -hmm. you want to do whatever it takes to get that, that uh, validation from Rick, I feel that I'm strong enough to get the validation. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I feel right. He right. said, okay, thank you for respecting me enough to put something that I would respect on the stage, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. Instead of just trying to fluff my dead ass and make some damn money, <laughs> okay? And right, that's right. my heart and my passion really lies with the group. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a problem getting together because the white girl wanted to run it or this or that, whatever your issue was. I just wanted it to be done right mm -hmm, on an mm -hmm. show. And then after that, we had to hear from, well, if you don't have the lead singer or the name, you won't work. So it was about a five, seven year struggle to get out there, but guess who's out there? Mm -hmm. Original mm -hmm. Mary Jane girls, Maxie and Sherry, putting all the other groups to rest. Mm -hmm. uh, because why? Because we're giving the fans what they want. We're respecting Rick's vision and mm -hmm. putting on a good show. Mm -hmm. Yep, and yep. And just, just, and just in your, just, just, and just in your speak now, and 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 everything that you talk about now. I mean, you've when when you spoke earlier about you know him making you, you know, yeah. you're proving that no, no, you didn't make me, <laughs> you know, because you kept it going for like the last forty years now, you know. Yes. So yes. I mean, you know. Wow, wow. You're yes. like I said, you're quite the spirit. You really are. <laughs> and I, what I, what I, we're going back to you saying, like, you know, my look and my energy on stage and all that. And it has to do with my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then my newest passion is, and let's go back to the coronavirus and going back to the how it was mm -hmm. killing African Americans and Hispanics and, and we, because of the high blood pressure and all of that. I've been eating anti, after I left for James, I discovered anti aging superfoods and helps reverse wrinkles in the skin, ward off. Mm -hmm diseases if you don't know about them look them up they're called superfoods and they're called super superfoods okay. right and i'm a superfoods guru i've been eating superfoods for 25 years now my next book is cookbook is called beauty and the feast and it is all about superfoods there's 101 superfoods and every recipe has uh an ingredient from that list that goes into there only from that list so there's no uh -huh. sugar i don't eat sugar I don't do alcohol. I don't do coffee. Sucks your skin dry. Uh, women, you have to understand after 24, we start losing the collagen in the skin, the firmness. Mm -hmm. You know, I drink pineapple juice. It's just good for that. And then, you know, your fishy foods, your salmon and your, your sardines and all that help reverse wrinkles in the skin, like our retin-A. And sardines is like a retin-A for the skin. Mm -hmm. And if you're sun sensitive like me, take about five tablespoons of uh, tomato paste and a little olive oil, mix it together and take that before you go out in the sun, no matter what color you are to help you. Uh, it cuts back about 33 and a quarter of the UV rays from internally mm. from your body. Mm -hmm. So if you're mm -hmm. in an unexposed area, doesn't matter what color, how much melanin you think you are, because I've already had a biopsy for skin cancer and people were in there as black as night from Kenya, getting parts of their nose cut off and, you know, just as black as my shirt here in, with skin cancer. So just because you're a person of color doesn't mean you can walk around with your head bald in the sun. You gotta check the bottom of your feet and your mm -hmm. head, especially mm -hmm. your hairstyles have the least two spots. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can get it, that's where it can start. But it, it can be a cancer that can spread throughout your body. But um, also superfoods help ward off of prevent diseases like 
the same mushroom. I, I know the mushrooms are good for breast cancer for women as well as walking. And the combination of cauliflower and curry together, eaten three times a week by a, a grown man can help prevent a ward off prostate cancer. Now my son's grandfather died of that of prostate mm -hmm. cancer. So I get him started early. He mm -hmm. likes it as a side dish. So that curry, it's the tu the, the uh, uh, turmeric, um, uh, the capsaicin and all that that's in, it's in the yellow of the curry, which uh, comes from the turmeric, um, helps with inflation. And uh, there's so many benefits that you can get through food, mm -hmm. how you eat. There's foods that you can eat that zap things out mm -hmm. and there's mm -hmm. foods that feed it, like white mm -hmm. flour and cancer feed cancer cells in your mm -hmm. body. They mm -hmm. grow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, I also, I cook for diabetics. Um, I have some diabetic plant clients that I cook for. They can't do honey because it's bad for the pancreas and they have to go to all those sugar alternatives. But I'm going to be very informative. I'm working on a lifestyle cooking show uh, here wow. that's going to be very informative. Like what every ingredient I'm putting in or what its health benefit is. And my motto is if it doesn't benefit my body physically, mentally, and, uh, to function and to ward off disease, it doesn't go in my body. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat, I don't eat a lot of bread and pasta, white flour stuff. I don't do the sugar. I do, you know, I a lot of green leafy vegetables. I love my, I love seafood, everything I see, I always say. Has that been from the beginning or did, did that, did that, did that lifestyle change? I started after I toured, after I toured, I've been doing this 25 years now. Um, I okay. started getting into it, oh, about 35 years ago, but I got heavy into it when I first got pregnant with my son. Um, mm -hmm. I decided he's not going to have no coffee. I'm not drinking wine when I'm pregnant. I'm like, this is the life of a child that has nothing to do with my bullcrap that I'm doing with my body. So I'm going to be pure for this baby. And I was, you know, lots of protein. And, you know, I, I ate a lot of uh, healthy functioning foods. Okay. My and, and the reason I asked that, the reason I asked that, because was it difficult to make that change? No, it isn't actually, because okay. I like food and if, you know, you just have to know how to cook it. Like mm. I, I did a tasting. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, I've been doing some tastings with Chef Stu. Uh, Chef Stu was on uh, marriage boot camp the last season with uh, Michelet mm -hmm. um, on, uh, uh, Mar uh, what is it, marriage boot camp, um, mm -hmm. a hip hop edition. And uh, we became friends and we, he's a chef, he's on Food Network and things of that nature. So we've been talking about doing this, uh, a cooking show together and then COVID hit. But um, we, we did a tasting in Beverly Hills and right before it hit and uh, we planned to do some more. But we had a couple uh, nice TV producers there and stuff and the food was awesome. I did all the baking and, and that type of thing. But um, one of the producers that was there, she actually lives down the street from me in my place in Los Angeles. And um, she forgot her cookies from the event. She came by and I happened to just cook and I gave her a plate of uh, vegan, vegetarian, black eyed peas, vegetarian greens, and uh, dairy-free, sugar-free maple yams that I made. And mm -hmm. she got five minutes down the street. She called me and said, girl, girl. I said, what's the wrong with you? She said, girl, are you kidding me? I said, what's the matter? What did I do wrong? She said, no, girl. She said, I've already been on to Miami. I've been calling Atlanta. I mean, all my relatives, Becky's, everything. So I cannot believe that this white woman cooked. These, these black eyed peas have no meat in them. These greens have no meat in them. And oh my God, these these yams are like a light sweet potato pie. And, wow. and she's like, I can't believe there's no meat in here. I said, no, but I'm, what I want to show people is how you can get 
you know, since I was little, I would go to an African-American home and I'd see a piece of meat and a roast and it's onion salt, garlic salt, lavender mm. salt, lemon pepper, scent, and it's all this, and there's so much sodium mm-hmm. in there. And just Lowry season salt, you look at it, it has sugar, lemon pepper, sugar, you got it. I don't look at grams of sugar, I look at the actual ingredients on everything. You're smart mm-hmm. to against it. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of Trader Joe's store, like shout out to Trader Joe's. Mm. I use the organic mayonnaise, the only one on the market without sugar. I, mm-hmm. I look for products without sugar because sugar breaks down the molecular structure of your skin, your your antibodies, uh, your, you know, your your whole immune system, coffee, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of that breaks you down, the alcohol, mm-hmm. the sugar. Now we're getting ready to get into the holidays. And I'm, you know, even though I have a cookie business and I can save the world, I tell people mm-hmm. it's a source of funding for me and I fund other things, but I can't save the world. If you want to live the lifestyle, then follow me there. If you want to live the other lifestyle, I got your cookies for you. Like, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I am to please uh-huh. everybody. But uh-huh. um, as far as like, I'm warning people right now, let's not get into all the pumpkin pie and the sweet puddings and the drinking the champagne and all that. Right now, it's crucial that we keep these immune systems up, especially as we know COVID is getting ready to become more rampant. Right, right. That's people right. that herd mentality out there mm-hmm. <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of herd immunity. Mm-hmm. Really pushing this thing, they're walking around without masks, and you know, it, it, all you gotta do is slip one day. So let's start eating the foods to boost the immune system. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. let's start eating those foods or start getting up on your spinach and your protein and. You know, a lot of people think eating salads. Oh, I'm losing weight. I'm eating salads. If you don't go to the market, like don't stop at these salad places, salad stores, because they're not getting organic. Go buy mm-hmm. yourself, spend a little 50 cents for the organic iceberg lettuce or the spinach green leaves. And mm-hmm. let me, and I want to make a mention of that too. You're eating, drinking these green drinks in the morning. If it's not organic, you're gaining weight because of the GMOs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're giving yourself cancer. So mm-hmm. your blueberries, your apples, your strawberries, all of that. Make sure that on your bananas it's the number nine, not the number four, because the, these GMOs are what's putting cancer and changing your molecular structure and, and, and you know, inside your body, and, and, and you're gaining weight. You're gaining mm-hmm. like hormonal weight, hormones. Mm-hmm. So especially mm-hmm. women, if you've got overactive thyroid and underactive thyroid, you've got to know what to do. So these are the things I'm going to do cooking. I'm going to help women with menopause, men with cancer, people with high blood pressure. If you've got high blood pressure, take two mustard green leaves a day and eat them raw or chop them in your cell and lower your blood pressure immediately. Ask your doctor, you know, don't do these things without taking your medicine. But you can start and then maybe you start trimming down on the medicine and it starts trimming down on your cost. Your mm-hmm. cost. If we just keep relying on the doctor. We got to do something for ourselves too. Like okay. I told you the door. The door's ready. You're not going to be ready, but you got to prepare yourself to be ready. You got to do some things on your end too. Okay. I can't do everything. And go so, back if you ha- if you have high blood pressure, do what? Yeah, take two mustard green leaves and eat them raw, or just chop them up in your cellar. They're a little bit bitter, like radish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Saute them, but you get more value of them in the raw. Mm-hmm. Or a few mustard seeds and you know things of like that. You can sprinkle them into your food. Uh, okay. Okay. But I mean, all these little things I'm going to be helping you with cooking and, you know, it's just showing you how to create and, and you don't need for my cooking, you don't need a bunch of food processors and, you know, truffle butters and it's not a fancy, it's just how to eat simple, how to eat clean, how to eat fresh every day, knowing what you're putting in your body, what you're warding off, like, hey, I've got an issue with this with my eyes or I've got an issue with this, maybe this will help with this. It don't mean overload everything in moderation, mm-hmm. but, um, you know. 
But mm -hmm. we need to, please, I'm telling people, stop, cut back on the sugar now mm -hmm. for the holidays. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the biggest problem. You know we're going to go crazy with the pumpkin pie and cranberry sauce, and we're going to be drinking, and, you know, you're going to be so broke down from the sugar, and then you run to that corner store, and somebody sneezed, you know, maybe you get corona and you go fight it off, it's harder, it's harder. Mm -hmm. But because mm -hmm. of the mistakes that a lot of the communities have made with their former diet and their lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, park your car far, walk mm -hmm. to the market. Walk. I see I'm, the ladies. I'm a true believer in that. I see mm -hmm. the ladies leaning, you know, on the back mm -hmm. the walkers, yeah. I don't mean to be rude, but I go up to them and I, excuse me, miss, but I noticed that you're leaning on that thing of sauna. They want to hear it. But I'm just, you know, here to tell you five years from now, I could be a walker. I mean, stand up. Roll mm -hmm. your shoulders back and, and try to walk a little bit mm -hmm. in a, in a little bit a day. The body will adapt eventually. Mm -hmm. It, and I always find that interesting too, because when, when I see those people, you know, you know, you know, being 62, you know that those people that you speak to that are on the walkers are younger than you. you uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And it's like, okay, and a lot of getting a disability check, especially ones to walk right. over with a napkin, they're walking right. with a right. check just right. so they're not right. getting Like in their 50s you know, and their 40s and they're on their, their, their walkers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. exactly. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. but they're, they're skipping rope in the house, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> A lot of that check. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. Hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I'm just saying as far as if you don't use it, you will lose it. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. I look at LA like when, when I live in LA, you know, so I'm in Vegas now too. I have a place in both places now, and because I'm doing work out here with the cooking show and all that too. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I kept thinking about my head, we have a tsunami, like if there's an earthquake, they say. You know, you can stand an earthquake, but if a tsunami hits, your body will automatically fall to the ground. Mm -hmm. That's how you know a tsunami. You have minutes. Mm -hmm. Minutes. If you're 85 and a half, can you get up to the third floor of your building? Mm -hmm. And all the elevators are shut down. Like I see them in Macy's, and the elevator used to be broke down all the time. Mm -hmm. And I say, climbing, climbing, and try mm -hmm. to climb up those stairs just to mm -hmm. get to the second floor of the mall. It's like do that ten times. Mm -hmm. So up and down. But people, we need to start working the lungs. This thing. Yep. Is the heart and the lungs and if you don't work the heart and the lungs you know mm -hmm. we, and, and I'm, I'm glad you missed that too engine, i'm glad you missed that because there's so many like exercise tools that are just natural like you know instead of elevator take the steps you know yes. <laughs> and, so, and like you said park your car but away i mean you don't have to go to the yeah, you don't have to go to the gym order order this everybody wants to order online and like nobody's right. moving you're just sitting in the Get up and move, turn on some music. Exactly. I would walk in the mall for cleaner air before Corona came in. I'd see a lot of ladies, seniors with their walker and stuff, and three or four of them, I convinced them to get rid of the walkers and they're walking on their own now. And they're like, there thank you, you, honey, you're such an inspiration. So there I try to be an inspiration every day. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, well, hopefully well, I can write your community one day, I'm gonna inspire people, so. Awesome, awesome. Do me a favor, when your show is ready or when you're close to ready, can you let me know when that show is? Because I'd definitely like to pick oh, that if I could. We'll let everybody know. We'll come back on and we'll do a whole show about it and, you know, send I look you forward to that. we can. And maybe we'll have you on there, Eddie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> you, so you're going to hurt we'll, me. We'll talk about, we can talk about what some of the boys in Switch are eating and how, you know, how the road life and all that affected them and like the changes they can make today. Because Please. that road life is hard. People don't people don't understand that. It is. Like, you it know, is. going from Greece very hard. You're, you're right. Of, you know, live a balanced life. You know, one mm -hmm. day you're in the greasy truck stop, the next day you're at the Hemsley Hotel eating out of gold, <laughs> you know, with gold pork 
guys, you know. So, and then, right. oh, my favorite part about being on the tours are the, the what do you call sound check suppers. Mm. That's what really got me into doing my first cookbook was was uh, was champagne and collard greens uh, a few mm. years back. Mm. Um, I was cooking for a lot of celebrities, and I put all their down home favorites in there. You know, Johnny Gill was one of my first clients, and Eddie Griffin, Malcolm Tamar Warner. I mean, Lenny Kravitz of the Jacksons have my food has touched their palate. Mm -hmm. So Lunell, Lunell was a big fan of my cooking. Mm -hmm. All my mm -hmm. cookies. I've mm -hmm. done, uh, done the Black Rodeo from J.B. Fox. I've done you know, quite a few, you know, things. Rick was even a fan of my cooking. He supported me a lot with that. Mm -hmm. uh, George Clinton. Mm -hmm. George Clinton, every time I see him, he doesn't say hello. He's like, where my catfish? <laughs> he loves my baked lemon. Spicy uh -huh. cabbage greens I made with mashed potatoes. And he likes a triple chocolate cake with milk that's his favorite thing i don't say hey maxi how you doing so where are my catfish mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome right? awesome awesome well listen it, it was so uh, thank you again i mean for doing this really appreciate it i mean this is quite the spirited interview and 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 i love that um maxi b of the original mary jane girls thank you so much for being on the playground where thank the players you, play having me and we'll come back again we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking i told you we didn't have enough time to talk my story I, is long <laughs> well, I, I can keep long. going i really could i can keep going this is this is awesome this is awesome again thank and, you so uh, much you look, you look amazing and god bless you and thank you, you uh, we're all coming and uh, like i said let's lay off the sugar let's build our immune systems people got lots of green leafy vegetables make sure you're buying organic you know we don't want those gmos um, organic is the best way. It's a few extra cents. Mm -hmm. A few extra. Throw, put the Dorito chips back. Oh. Put them back. I'm going to show you all that fun, how to make healthy snacks and treats and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. 